It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 326 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called to the east. It is September 24, 2021, and this is Jen. I'm going to start very briefly with my week in gaming. I was playing Diablo 3 before Diablo 2 Resurrected came out, and I've been going through the areas in, I want to say, Act 4 that looked new to me. Maybe they've been there for a while and I've just ignored them, but I was trying to level up my character to 70, haven't gotten there yet. Obviously playing a barbarian, because that's what I mostly do. And I found these little sections off to the side. A couple of realms of, like, one of them's rel- upper and lower realm of uh, infernal fate. And then there's, like, a upper and lower cursed realm. And off to the side, there's some other thing. Like, a, I don't know what it is exactly. I've never seen those on the map in the game before. So I started running through those to level up. And it was kind of fun. It sort of feels like, okay, you get into one and it'll tell you which of these you've actually gone into and then it'll tell you the name of the area you're in and it's got that thing going on where there's like this little sort of wavy line and you can see into the next area that has a different location and different monsters like you might see in a Nephilim Rift or maybe a Greater Rift. I'm not sure if they're in Greater Rifts, but that, it's got that. And then as you go through and um, kill monsters and stuff like that, it'll merge into the second part of it. So if you started in like the lower realm of one of these, you can slide into the upper realm of these. And it was pretty fun. It was like a, a more fun way to level than just to continue doing bounties and stuff like that. And I was going to do, I did complete both of those. Uh, the videos for the Cursed Realm is up on YouTube and on Book of Jen. The other one isn't up yet because I just haven't had time to put it together. There is a video. I just got to put it. And that'll be up in both places as well. But I just, I didn't really want to, And you know, you know, I might have actually put that one up. There was another one I tried. I can't remember the name of it. And that one isn't up yet at all, but it will be soon. But I didn't want to just like do bounties or run a bunch of Nephilim riffs and you know, that kind of thing. So I just tried to mix it up and find something new. And it was really fun. It was something I hadn't done before in Diablo 3. So I highly recommend it if you're leveling or you're you know, grinding for Paragon or whatever. It's, uh, it's pretty fun. You might want to try it. I, I don't know if it's brand new, but to me it was. In addition, I did get to play Diablo 2 Resurrected. I'm playing on an Xbox S because I have a Mac computer and you can't play Diablo 2 Resurrected or the original Diablo 2 on a Mac. So I got into the beta. I think I mentioned this in a previous show. And most of the beta was me trying to reteach myself how to use a gaming console because it's been a really long time. Like the, the controller and the buttons and what does this do and how do I turn this thing on and all this kind of you know, technical stuff that I'd forgotten over the years. And so, yeah, so the beta was me learning how to just move the character around and stuff like that. And I purchased the game, got in with everybody else, didn't really have any problem getting into the game. It was like, there you go. Okay, cool. So I made a barbarian 
And the barbarian name that I picked from the randomizer in the beta was Cronin. Like, not Conan the Barbarian, but Cronin. And it just cracked me up. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I picked that name again just because it amuses me and started playing. I got to around level four, I think. And or I was, I was getting close to level four, and I noticed off to the side there was a notification saying we're going to close this in ten minutes. And I thought, okay, that's a little weird. Well, I'll just see how far this goes. You know, I'll just keep going. And then it was like one minute, and I'm like, okay, I'm not sure what happened. Um, I don't know if I do know that I died three times with that character before they got to level four, and. I'm not sure now if that was just me being really tired and making stupid choices or if it was something to do with them trying to shut down the realm and then all of a sudden I was out of the game. Like, okay, well, there's that. And figured they'll figure it out and I'll just try again later, you know. And I did get back in um, on a Xbox S and at first it could not find my character. You know, it, it just showed me that the beginning screen where you have a choice of all the classes and you can pick one and, and all of that. I'm like, well, I'll just pick a barbarian again. Maybe my other character got lost. It's only level four. I'm not too concerned. I hadn't really done any of the quests, you know, like completed them or anything yet at that point. And so I made another character. I gave him the same name. Game tells me that there's already a character of that name. And I'm like, okay. So I kind of backed out of that a bit. And there's my character pops right up and then disappeared. <laughs> and I was a bit disturbed by that and then reappeared. So I was able to get him to, uh, I don't think he's level 12 yet, but something like that. And I've completed five out of the six quests in Act 1. I'm playing solo. I'm playing online. And it's been really fun. It's been really fun. And I, I do think I learned a little bit from the beta about some of those areas and some of the monsters in them. I have a really bad tendency of running into monsters that are too high for me to easily kill, and I'll get there. I mean, this is how I play, you know? I want to, like, run up and kill things. I don't want to, like, shoot things with magic. But I'll probably try that at some point. And I'm playing on whatever the default difficulty is, if anyone cares, and that's my weekend gaming for now. I do intend to put together... See, here's the thing. Like, I can record Diablo 3 videos on my Mac computer, and I found a way to do that for the Diablo Immortal. I think it was in the beta um, for that one. But I can't easily do that from an Xbox, but it does, like, those of you that have played consoles already know this, that you can take screenshots and little tiny clips of videos of your gameplay. So I think what I'm going to do is stitch together some of that and turn it into, like, a little video thing and see how that goes, because... It just, you know, it just sounded fun to me. So hopefully you'll like that. Those are coming up sometime maybe later this week or whenever I finish the last quest in Act 1, then I'll put it all together. So moving on, I'm going to switch gears here and talk about the uh, Blizzard Activision lawsuit thing again because there's a new one. The new one is uh, was first reported by the Wall Street Journal and it their, uh, their title of it is this, SEC is investigating Activision Blizzard over workplace practices, comma, disclosures. Uh, video game company is also in talks to settle probe by Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. So that's kind of like just a little bit. This was an exclusive to Wall Street Journal. And I'll just read you a little bit of this. If you've been following along uh, with Shattered Soulstone or various other uh, podcasts that talk about Blizzard's games or have focused on them in the past... 
uh, you know there's a whole series of lawsuits and it has to do with misconduct and allegations of sexual misconduct and workplace discrimination and all sorts of other things. And I'm going to assume you already know this. If not, you could go back to previous episodes of Shattered Soulstone and catch up that way if you choose. So um, we've got, uh, here's a paragraph from... The Wall Street Journal, the Securities and Exchange Commission has subpoenaed Activision, known for its Call of Duty World of Warcraft and Candy Crush franchises. So I guess uh, Wall Street Journal has just lobbed them all together and didn't mention Blizzard here. And several of its senior executives, including longtime chief executive Bobby Kotick, according to the people and documents, the agency is asking for documents, including minutes from Activision board meetings since 2019, personnel files of six former employees and separation agreements the company has reached this year with staffers records show. The SEC is asking for Mr. Kotick's communications with other senior executives regarding complaints of sexual harassment or discrimination by Activision employees or contractors, the documents show. So I guess, I guess the Wall Street Journal is just not really, you know, they're just shortening Activision Blizzard into Activision for, for this. But that doesn't mean Blizzard's not involved. However, Bobby Kotick was Activision, and you, you guys all know that stuff, I would assume. That's a problem. For Bobby Kotek, who's probably going to face some kind of repercussions as a result of this. Um, Securities and Exchange Commission is pretty big. That's that's Fed. That's not just California. That's that's Fed. That's federal government. If I were Bobby Kotek, I'd be very scared right now. Let me just put it that way. Because clearly, if they're asking for documents, they already are aware that those documents exist. And I know there were allegations not that long ago, it seems, that... At least some of the some of the files of people that had reported bad actions by fellow employees perhaps had been shredded. So I don't know. It's it's not a good sign. It's really not a good sign. They're going to have to make some changes and see if there's anything else new in this particular thing. Because that's the thing. A lot of these things about the lawsuits, they'll tell you, here's the new one. And then they'll give you a history in case you're new to this. IGN has updated, they've got an ongoing updated blog post and they've updated it to um, the SEC is now investigating Activision Blizzard for discrimination and harassment. It follows the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing lawsuit. They point to the Wall Street Journal article, which I just talked about, and there's not a heck of a lot new in this part. I would, maybe this isn't an updated thing. They were doing a long updated thing. Maybe it got too long. So it's just a kind of a briefly th- brief thing going over that. Polygon, if you can't read the uh, Wall Street Journal article, because they tend to like kind of keep it locked behind a paywall unless you have a subscription, there are other ways to get a hold of it um, that are legal. I'm not going to point those out, but um, there's a, a site that writes about technology-type news that uh, you can access the Wall Street Journal through if they've included them in that list. That's all I'm going to say. It's legal. I use it for work because part of my work has something to do with writing about tech stuff. So Polygon also talks about this and points to the Wall Street Journal. I'm trying to see if there's anything new in here. It looks like it's just a rehash. Yeah, so it's just a rehash, but if you like any of those, you can check it out, whichever one you like best. There's also a Reuters article that is a little more detailed and this is not about the lawsuits the most recent lawsuit or any of the previous ones specifically this one this article from reuters is titled blizzard loses top lawyer as federal regulators probe video game giant 
And uh, I'll just read you a little bit here about that. The chief lawyer for Blizzard Entertainment Inc. has left the video game maker as it and parent company Activision Blizzard Inc. face harsh scrutiny over their workplace practices, including allegations of sex discrimination and sexual harassment. Blizzard chief legal officer Claire Hart, a 10-year veteran of Alphabet Inc.'s Google and a former Wheel, Goshal, and Manja's Associate, I've probably massacred those names. Sorry in advance if that's one of you people listening to this. Um, they, you know, announced she announced Claire Hart announced in a LinkedIn post on Monday that she left the company on Friday. Hart joined the game developer and publisher in 2018, according to her LinkedIn profile, posting a picture of herself outside uh, the developer's Irvine, California offices. Uh, I've seen this picture. It's the you know everybody that leaves lately has been standing in front of the Orc statue to show you, hey, I'm leaving. Um, she wrote, taking a short break before making my next move. The past three years have been full of unexpected twists and turns, but I feel honored to have worked with and met so many great people at Blizzard and across the Activision Blizzard businesses, she wrote. She did not respond to a request for comment from Reuters. But her post came the same day Activision Blizzard said that the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission was investigating its disclosures regarding employment matters and related issues. A spokesperson for Blizzard named Andrew Reynolds said that Claire Hart did not leave due to the SEC investigation. Okay, uh, so now that Hart is gone, the spokesperson, Andrew Reynolds, said that uh, Blizzard's legal team in Irvine is being led by Terry Durham, Senior Vice President and General Counsel for Activision Blizzard. So there's that, you know, <laughs> there's that going on. In addition, Kotaku has an article from, I think, yesterday, and it's titled, Overwatch 2's boss is quitting Blizzard for, quote, some time off. He's the latest in an ever-growing list of departures from a company mired in scandal. So this person's name is Chaco Sunny, and he's been at Blizzard since 2016. He's worked on both Overwatch games, according to, or he announced his departure to colleagues on Friday, according to Bloomberg which is a reasonable site to get this sort of information about companies changing hands with high ups. In addition to his role on Overwatch, he was also a company vice president. A statement released by Blizzard says that Chaco Sunny is, quote, leaving Blizzard to take some time off after five years of service. The deep, talented Overwatch team is making excellent progress on Overwatch 2, and thanks to their hard work, the game is in the final stages of production. We'll be sharing more at the Overwatch League Grand Finals later this this month. Kotaku points out that's actually this weekend. There's there is a big Overwatch 2 news event scheduled for September 25th, which would be tomorrow from the time I'm recording this, so you'll probably know more by the time this episode is released. And points out that it says, while neither Blizzard's statement nor Sonny's own farewell email to colleagues mentions the ongoing crisis at the company, he joins an ever-growing list of high-profile departures, which include Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan leaving in April, and last month Diablo 4 game director Luis Bariga, lead direct designer Jesse McCree, and World of Warcraft designer Jonathan LaCroft were let go from Blizzard. And then Jay Allen Brack quit a month ago. And, and that was around the same time as the company's head of HR, Jesse Meschik, which I'm hoping I'm pronouncing right, uh, also resigned or quit or was, it looks like resigned. Uh, the, the company's chief legal officer has resigned. Yeah, um, not so good. Not so good. I have no idea how all of this is going to shake out. But there we are. You know, there we are. This just, 
I kind of feel like if they would have listened to their employees in the first place, like after the walkout, that should have been a wake-up call. They should have been like, hey, there's a lot of people that work for us that are really upset about us allowing, you know, uh, the things that have been alleged. And I'm going to say alleged a lot. I believe everybody who says they were harassed or sexually abused by someone from their own freaking company, their co-workers and stuff, because nobody makes that shit up for giggles and attention. You know, that's that's real. And that's really hard to talk about if that is you that has experienced it. So I believe them. It just makes sense. Nobody is going to like, I mean, people don't do that. People don't make that stuff up. It's real. It happened. Uh, abusers tend to downplay it when they get caught, but I mean, this stuff's real. That's why the uh, California Commission or the DFEH or something like that was looking into this in the first place. It's no secret that many companies don't let people talk about how much money they're making so that they can reward people who they like better for no good reason, even if those people were doing bad things and suppress people who they don't like for whatever reason. Um, that's not new, but a lot of big companies do it. It seems Blizzard Activision has been doing that too. I mean, this is, it just keeps rolling. And I feel like if they would have just taken a moment, if like the high ups at Activision, who seems to be like the parent company, if they just would have taken a step back and went, wow, there's all these people that work for us that are really unhappy and they feel like they're not being heard. Some of them have been through abuse. Some of them have not been paid properly. Some of them have been through all kinds of harassment. Maybe we should take a step back and listen to these people and then form some kind of actual concrete plan that will help prevent this shit from happening again and again and again. But they didn't. And so they keep getting more lawsuits because they can't learn and it's disturbing. I'm going to move on from that into um, happier news. So as many of you may have noticed, uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected came out on the 23rd. And a lot of people previous to that that appear to all be streamers, they got one of two things from Blizzard. They either got a really large and glorious piece of art of Diablo from D2. Like, it's beautiful. Um, and it was framed and everything from what I've seen of people who have done like an unboxing kind of thing. If you're going to watch one of those unboxings, I'm going to suggest uh, Wolf Cryer because he brought his kids in with the unboxing and they were adorable. So I think that's a good one to look at if you want to do that. But I'm just going to briefly run down the list of people who either got that piece of art or got a box that looked like the Herodric cube that had a bunch of goodies in it. And I'll leave you to, to look them up if you care to. So these people are all um, tweeting hashtag Diablo partner, which indicates to me that perhaps they are a streamer either on Twitch or on YouTube. Like, I know you can do YouTube live gaming stuff. So the people are, um, I'm going to give their, uh, I don't know, Twitch name or whatever. Uh, Anna Cake Live, um, Lex, Lexu, uh, DJ Waters 22, The P Child, Towley, someone at Blizz Planet. I'm not sure who's running the Blizz Planet Twitter account, but someone at Blizz Planet. Uh, Dat Mods got uh, something. Leviathan did. Riker did. If you're going to watch one unboxing of the stuff in the Herodric Cube, there's a clip going around from Twitch. One of the things in the box is a littler box, and when you open it up, it makes moo noises and like mooing cows and when he opened it it scared him and he kind of like jumped back like a jump scare an unintentional like in real life jump scare instead of like a video game jump scare and someone made a clip and it's just adorable and funny and you know just it's kind of neat now 
the sound, some other people have played the sound that comes out of that box. And I think there's like a little cow keychain or something in there. I think. Uh, I think that's what I've seen, if I'm understanding it correctly. And so, you know, that's kind of cute. So if you want to see a jump scare with Riker, you know, go check that out because that was just kind of neat. And the mooing in it. A while back, you might remember, there was audio. And, like, I think it was... It might have been looking at somebody's computer screen so you could see the waves. And I can't remember if I'm right about that or not. But it was two uh, lower male voices going, moo, 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 moo. And that's what comes out of that box, that sound. So now we know what it's for. So you can hear that a little bit with Riker's uh, clip. Unless you, Probably other people have done this and opened it up too. But the jump scare is really cute. Uh, Nine Ball was among those who got something. Uh, Bloodshed did as well. Wolf Crier uh, got a uh, one of he got like the art with Diablo, and like I said, he's got a video on YouTube uh, with his kids, kind of helping him unbox it. Uh, Mr. Llama got the Herodric Cube. There is a thing in the Herodric Cube. It's a real life Stone of Jordan. So he's got one, he's got a few photos of the stuff that was in there, and he's like holding up his hand with the ring on, and he started his tweet with "I said yes," like he's now married to Diablo or something, and you know Diablo partner kind of stuff. Uh, Debrunsky got uh, got something, and Dreadsight did as well. These are all the ones I know about, so there may be others. But hey, congrats to all of you that are Diablo partners and got all this cool loot and have places for it in your home. And it's super exciting and it's really neat stuff. So I think that's pretty cool. So shout out to everybody that got that because that's awesome. Did I get that? No, I don't stream. Of course not. I mean, this it, it has to do with Diablo partner. There's nothing to partner with me if I do not stream. So I'm not upset about this at all. I'm just really happy to see just how much joy it seems to have brought all these other Diablo content creators with the stuff that they got. That's super cool. Hearthstone to Hell released an episode, episode number 31, and it was released on September 20, which was a couple days after the previous episode of Shattered Soulstone released. And in this one, Shazam talks about Diablo 2 Resurrected's launch. Uh, that would be, at that time, the coming Thursday, because it was before that. It was the 20th. Um, I also want to highlight that Maxroll has a whole bunch of guides and resources about Diablo 2 Resurrected. So if you're not sure how to make a character or if you've made one and you want to start a second character and you're not sure what you're going to do there's got it there's stuff in there so much information in there about you know what skills you should pick and what weapons you should use and when you should do this that and the other and things like that it's really useful i was trying to use some of that information while i was playing on my xbox s and i couldn't it's it's i couldn't see it on you know my computer because it's a Mac, and I'm using the same monitor to play the Xbox S, so I couldn't really go back and forth easily, but I did... Uh, you can put an app on your tablet and look at things there, and you can also... Obviously, you can get a browser on your tablet, so I was, like, scrolling through some of Mac's role, trying to figure out what to do with my Barbarian, and I followed a lot of uh, the basic guide, because that's where I'm at right now, and it was pretty good, so I highly recommend checking out Maxwell if you're stuck or you just want some different ideas. There was more than one type of, if you're making a barbarian, here's all these different types you can do, and I assume they did it with all the classes, so whatever you got, whatever, you got, whatever class you're playing, there's something there for you. On September 23rd, as I briefly mentioned, I was playing Diablo 2 Resurrected, and I got a notification off, this, off to the side that said they were shutting down the server in 10 minutes, and as I said... I just kind of figured, okay, well, maybe it's just like a temporary thing or whatever, and, and no big deal, and I'll just see how far I can go. And 
Uh, for clarity, I'm fighting a sinus infection. I was on antibiotics. It makes my thinking very fuzzy and sleepy. And so I didn't jump out of there in time to uh, not be booted off, basically. And I already told you about what happened with my character, and that's all fine. But on the 23rd, Rod Ferguson, who is the EP of the Diablo franchise at Blizzard, uh, wrote, in an effort to address game creation and character issues, we will shut down all Diablo 2 resurrected servers at 10 a.m. Pacific time. We expect this unscheduled maintenance to last around 30 minutes. I think it lasted more than 30 minutes, you know? But they had to do it because there was some kind of error, and I, I don't know exactly what that was, but they obviously knew. So they jumped in to try to fix it pretty quickly. And I just want to say, there have been people on... I just look at Twitter. I'm not on most other social medias, but that felt that because they had to shut the game down to fix this, that that meant it was appropriate for people to harass the devs about it. And that's the worst thing you can do. I mean, these, the people making this game and, you know, tweeting about it and are in like titled positions and things like that. They don't need to hear you being grumpy. Okay. I mean, you can feel grumpy that you can't play right now while this was down, but it's never okay to just start harassing somebody for stuff that's probably beyond the control of the majority of the people involved in making the game. So if this goes down again and they need to add something, just leave them alone and let them do their work so you can get back in the game quicker. You know what I mean? You don't need to ruin their day just because you're crabby. So that's my little PSA on that one. Uh, there's a person named David A. Rodriguez, who is the Vicarious Visions narrative director at Blizzard Studios. Now, Vicarious Visions helped build Diablo II Resurrected, long story short. So the day of the launch, he wrote, Congrats to all the awesome people at Vicarious Visions Studio and at Blizzard Entertainment who brought this amazing remaster to life. So proud of my coworkers. And he put in the Diablo 2 Resurrected thing and retweeted the Diablo account, which posted a now live little tiny 24-second video and said, Not even death will save you. So, <laughs> yeah. There's also this other thing. Like, I'm kind of on Instagram, but I've been trying to leave there for a very long time. But... There's an Instagram thing. Of course, Diablo's on Instagram, right? And there's apparently an AR filter you can use to reveal the Dark Lord within, right? And it's on Instagram. There's a filter. There's a picture. Uh, it says, Arise Diablo AR filter now available. Now, I don't know what this does because I didn't go. But um, someone else did and posted a picture and it changes. It's one of these filters that changes your face. That in itself is not new, but this one, it's got kind of like it ages you in a way and you look kind of like you're, I don't know, turning into something. Let's see if it turns into Diablo. I'm hoping there's no sound on this. Let me turn off the sound real quick so I can see what it does. But maybe you should just go to Instagram and try it if you're on Instagram and that'll be better. But there is a, a little video someone posted, 12 seconds long, and I think it morphs your face into probably Diablo from the look of what I'm seeing a little bit. So if you if you want to freak yourself out and see what you would look like as Diablo, there you go. Get on Instagram. Check out the Diablo account. There's an article from a website called Kerrang.com, which I'm not entirely familiar with. It uh, says this article is branded content, and I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to say with that, but the title of it is Why Diablo 2 Resurrected is the Most Metal Action RPG Ever. Without reading the entire thing to you, it's a pretty good article, actually. I'll read you the little blurb at the top. It says, 21 years ago, Diablo 2 forever altered 
the gaming landscape with its non-gnarlier blend of heroics and hellfire. As Blizzard Entertainment prepared to drop Bleeding Edge remaster Diablo 2 Resurrected, art director and lifelong metalhead Dustin King explains why there's never been a better time for fans of heavy metal music, or heavy music, it says, to enter the world of Sanctuary. Now, full disclosure, I love metal. That's like my favorite type of music, so I'm kind of interested in seeing what bands they're going to talk about in this thing. I skimmed through it. So the person that they were talking to, Dustin King... Yeah, he says, I've been listening to Lacuna Coil since the early 2000s. He says, as a metal lover, seeing an artist as great as Christina connect with something you've worked on is a great honor, and a lot of metal bands nowadays grew up with video games. They're influenced by our content the same way that we are by theirs. It's artists being influenced and jazzed by each other, which is an awesome thing to see. This And this is a heavy metal game. No matter what character you roll or how you choose to play, metal fans are going to find so much in here to enjoy. And... Yeah, I mean, it sounds like Dustin and his colleagues would turn on a soundtrack for inspiration when they were, you know, working on the game. These included uh, Lamb of God, and uh, which is, I guess, one of his favorite bands. Uh, Deathcore outfits like Aborted and Shadow of Intent. Yeah, and I guess uh, listening to Lorna Shore's To the Hellfire, he said, felt perfectly matched with what they were going for with the imagery of the game with like more blood, more gore, more fire, more pentagrams, this sort of thing. Mid-paced sounds of Ghost are layered over Diablo. Cradle of Filth would be in there, uh, you know, screams and things like that. And just all these bands, some of these you've probably never heard of, some of these I'm pretty familiar with. Um, looks like... Everyone remembers the one song from the opening of Diablo 2 called Tristram, Dustin explains. When original composer Matt Ullman wrote that song, he spoke about trying to capture the old psychedelic rock Led Zeppelin 3 type of feel. That's the tone you're launched into the game with right off the bat. Very moody, very dark, very textural. So I think that's pretty cool. I guess there's some black metal in there and Slayer. You can have Slayer, right? So, I mean... <laughs> It just goes on and on. It's super cool. And I've always thought that the D2 soundtrack sounded kind of metal. You know, it's not as Diablo 3, you know, it's it's more acoustic, I guess, you know. But we've been using the soundtrack from Diablo 2 from the very beginning of Shattered Soulstone. So I guess the reason why I thought it was so cool is because it's got all these metal influences in it. And if you're, you know, if you really like metal, like I do, you might want to read this article and get more details, but I just think it's cool. So I shared it. Another cool thing, uh, Wyatt Chang, who is the game director for Diablo Immortal at Blizzard Entertainment and was formerly the patch lead of Diablo three. He wrote a thread and it is a nostalgia thread after playing Diablo two there's just all this information in there. He's talking about when he first uh, started at Blizzard Entertainment. I'll just read you a few little tiny pieces of this thread, and I'll leave the rest for you to enjoy yourself, and I'll stick everything I talked about into the show notes on ShatteredSoulStone.com. So he said, One person who doesn't get credited often for the modern state of D2 is Peter Hu, H-U. Uh, Peter is an amazing developer. By the way, he recently did a AMA Reddit for PCGaming.com or on PCGaming.com's Reddit, uh, who did all the heavy lifting for the 1.10 patch. And he says 1.8 was the Lord of Destruction patch, and many people remember Lord of Destruction as a huge step forward, but Peter's 1.10 patch had two extremely significant changes. It added skill synergies, and he did a major reworking of how data is stored to better support mods. And it goes on from there, and he talks about when he joined, and 
uh, that there was sort of a split of people that disappeared from Blizzard North. Some remained there. Some went to wherever to work on Diablo three or whatever, and and all this stuff. And it's just it's really it's a really interesting story about like the really really early days of the Diablo franchise. And you know, check it out again. I'll link to it. How many of you have ordered the Dark Wanderer uh, Diablo two Funko Pop? Did you get your shot? Probably not. There's a reason. So the release date has been pushed back to March of next year. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of where it's at. Uh, some people have ordered it and were told they'd get it in August. They did not get it in August. And right now, if you go to the GameStop uh, page for this, it says expected date March 9th, 2022. Now, I'm not exactly sure why it's been delayed it's clearly not waiting for the game to release i don't think it's got anything to do with the lawsuits at blizzard or anything like that but i read somewhere and i can't verify this but somebody said there's a plastic shortage so if this vinyl stuff is you know it says vinyl but i don't know if that counts as plastic or exactly what that works as but um i read something somebody on twitter and i can't verify it but that there is a plastic shortage because there's like there's a you know, the computer chip shortage and all this other stuff going on thanks to the pandemic and all that nonsense. So, I mean, not that the pandemic isn't real. Seriously, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm fully vaxxed. But um, there are things that you can't get as easily as you used to before that. So I'm wondering if the plastic shortage means things like Funko Pops might be delayed so that the plastic can be used for things that, like, hospitals need. You know, that kind of stuff. But it is a bummer to, like, really, really want this thing and have to wait that long to get it but apparently it'll pop up in march of 2022 and then we have some patch notes kind of stuff and these are on the diablo forums all blue posts by community managers i think i have these in chronological order so one's by huli a community manager and he wrote uh this one is the 9.24 update for diablo 2 resurrected and he wrote hello everyone as we continue to monitor diablo 2 resurrected launch we would like to share our team's primary focuses through day two of our journey some players have reported offline characters disappearing or losing progress and we believe we have identified the issue to prevent this from impacting your experience we made a post there's a link detailing how to avoid losing offline character progress we intend to release a permanent fix for this today for pc and consoles shortly thereafter. Furthermore, our team is working to resolve the issue of character lockouts. Many of these characters were already in the process of being unlocked. We appreciate this process will take a few hours to complete. Or we anticipate, sorry. Anyway, uh, for players unable to create or join game lobbies, we've been evaluating activities that have been preventing them from being able to play in those sessions. We're actively working to find a solution to these issues. Additionally, our team has been monitoring players' uptime across the globe. We've been reviewing crash reports across all platforms as we work to make Diablo 2 Resurrected as stable as possible. On top of this, we're exploring an AVX issue preventing players from launching the game. As we progress, or progress, we will will provide an update if we receive a development on this front. Lastly, we've been observing various gameplay issues and feedback and we'll provide a more comprehensive update on those items after we tackle the above items. And there's uh, links to where you can report bugs, that sort of thing. Uh, there's a post. So let me see what the post is that they're talking about. Um, so the post is also from Huli. Says, hello everyone, we've been working on players' reports of offline characters disappearing or losing progress. After creation, we identified the issue, doing a fix. Some of the rest of this was in the other thing that he talked about. 
Um, and then there's another one from Pez Radar who wrote, he's a, also a community manager for Diablo, and um, he wrote, uh, just an update on the AVX items. QA is going to do passes on it over the weekend. So it is sounding like earliest this will be out will be Monday for this. A few attempts at a fix unfortunately have led to some other issues and did not pass QA checks. We did have some other items that did pass through QA checks and we'll be providing additional details on those here later today. This will be a PC patch. The team is still working through a stack of locked characters this afternoon. Automated processes have alleviated some, but the rest will require some manual processes from our end. We will provide updates soon. And then there's um, a new patch. I don't know where that went, though. Okay, there's a new patch somewhere in here. And then there's another one. This is the last thing I have. Here's the patch notes coming in from Huli. And in big bold letters, it says patch notes. A new patch is being staged for PC. Read below to learn more about the latest changes. And then there's three links if you want to share troubleshooting assistance, known issues, if you want to look up the known issues with the bug report, and if you uh, want to share feedback, there's a link for that as well. So the bug fix is general. Fixed saves for offline characters that shared the same names as their online characters. Fixed an issue preventing players from creating a game in their region after they joined a game in a different region. Fixed an issue that caused the in-game cinematics to stagger or stall. Stability and performance. Fixed a bug that could cause players to crash upon launching the game who were using controllers for PC. Also, fixed a bug that could cause players to crash upon launching the game because of an audio issue. That's interesting. Um, I did have an audio issue when I launched the game. It was showing me the cinematic, which I think most of us have seen before the launch. And I was getting the sounds of the monsters in the game and the music and this sort of stuff. And I was getting text at the bottom saying what the characters were saying, but I couldn't hear their voices at all. It was like so quiet. I'm like, that's really weird. And I don't know if it's because I was using... Okay, so as I said, I'm playing on Xbox S. I've got a controller. There's a little thing in the controller you can plug, like, earbuds into, which are minor Macs. They're not the, like, earbuds, like the ear... And it's got a wire on it, okay? And, you know, I put that in. I thought maybe that was the problem. So I just took those out and just played the audio through my through the Xbox and it worked fine. But I wonder if that's why that cinematic went a little wonky for me. Maybe that happened for you as well. So that's pretty much everything I have for today's show. It's a little long, possibly. I always lose track of how long I've been babbling in your ears. Um, but that's that's what I've got for this week's show. And uh, I honestly don't know right now. If I were to jump into Diablo 2 Resurrected right now, does it work? Does it not? I don't know. I'll find out later with probably some of the rest of you. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm going to close the show now. You have been listening to episode 326 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook, facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. Thank you for listening. <laughs>